I just had this deep desire to share how great I felt, to share how I got there, you know, and, and how, how much better I felt. And I had this deep desire just to share compassion and empathy and kindness and, and this, this worldview that I now had. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Be More Well with me, Jeff St. Pierre. This is episode 16 with U.S. silver medalist and founder of Switch for Good, Dotsie Bausch. In case this is your first time listening, Be More Well is a wellness-focused podcast where I speak with both physical and mental health professionals, athletes, coaches, musicians, trainers, and most importantly, people just like you and I. My mission here is to bring you information, knowledge, and stories from others about how they found their path to wellness so you can find your own personal journey. We'll hear from people about their journey to wellness as well as hearing from folks who have great advice for everybody as they try to find their own path. I sincerely hope that you're able to find some inspiration from the stories that you hear on Be More Well week after week. My wellness journey began a little over a year ago when I went to visit an integrative health doctor through a series of blood tests, saliva tests, and fecal tests, which, by the way, was super weird. Never in my life did I think I'd be pooping into a cup and freezing it before putting it in the mail to send to someone. But I digress. Through all those tests, we found that my levels for certain important things in my body were way down or, or way up. Either way, they weren't looking good. Some of those things weren't necessarily in my control, too, so I discovered that I have genetic predispositions to certain things, but others were very much in my control. My doctor told me that I hadn't entered pre-diabetes, but I was kind of in a pre-pre-diabetes phase. Now, what does that mean? She said she looks at it as though I was a person that was entering into a bad place, but figured it out early enough that I could get support and help before I got there. But also, I couldn't understand why I was at that point. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't always eat great, but I was exercising and doing a lot of things that we're always told to do. How could I be in pre-pre-diabetes on the way to pre-diabetes? Well, the answer was a lot easier than I expected. I was eating a heavy meat and fatty diet might be hard to believe, but those two things do go hand in hand. Think of diets like the Atkins diet, for example. It's so much meat and cheese and dairy, and that's a lot of meat and fat. I also didn't know that diabetes is caused by heavy fat diets. You know, we're always told about sugars and carbs being bad, and, and don't get me wrong, eating a lot of processed sugars like candy bars, not good for you, but eating a lot of fruits and vegetables is not a bad thing for you, and those are also kind of heavy in sugars and carbs, you know what I mean? So my doctor told me to try a plant-based diet. That meant no more meat and no more dairy. I'm going to be honest. It was a tough shift at first, but I noticed a change almost immediately. My inflammation started to go down. I felt less bloated all the time. I was actually hungry when it was time to eat meals. And the biggest thing for me is that my asthma got better. I wasn't using my inhaler nearly as much as I was before. I was so dependent on it. And then I gave up dairy, and it's almost like it wasn't a thing for me anymore. Now, we've talked about this in previous episodes, so I'm not going to dive too much into that, but I had no idea that dairy had such a big impact on things like asthma and breathing issues. But I still had a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that I wasn't going to be eating any meat. I mean, where would I get my protein? Oh, I was so young and naive last year, right? I remember asking my doctor that exact question, and she kind of laughed at me. Honestly, she just kind of chuckled when I said that. She suggested that I watch a documentary on Netflix called The Game Changers. If you haven't seen it yet, I'd suggest you give it a try. It's all about Olympic athletes, bodybuilders, MMA fighters, and other big, tough, athletic people that eat only plants and found they perform better now than they ever did before. 
One of the people in the film and behind the creation of it is Olympic athlete Dotsie Bausch. Not only has Dotsie committed to a plant-based life, she also has spent many years of her life fighting to inspire others to join her. She founded the organization Switch for Good, which talks about the health benefits of ditching dairy. That's how she and I got connected, actually. I've become part of the Switch for Good message through my day job, so I had a chance to chat with Dotsie not only about the organization, but also about her life and how we got here. I was so excited to chat with her, not only because her work has helped me in so many ways. I mean, she's been a real inspiration, but also because I found out we both went to Villanova University and I love chatting with a fellow Wildcat. Before we dive into the interview, I just want to ask you to follow Be More Well on whatever platform you're using right now and you're listening through. That way you get notified of new episodes that pop up. Also, please feel free to leave a review and a comment if you'd like. Those things definitely help me know if you're enjoying what you hear and what I can do better. They also help the podcast powers that be know which shows to push out to new listeners. Well, Dotsie, uh, as I said when we first connected a little bit ago, I I'm just so excited to have an opportunity to talk to you because you and so many people fighting the fight that you're fighting right now have literally changed my life. And I don't want to sound melodramatic with that, but like learning more about the benefits of going dairy-free, going more plant-based, that is, it's done so many things to me that I never thought were possible. How did you first, you know, step into this notion that you might <laughs> ditch dairy? So uh, make a long story short, uh, about three years ago, actually about four years ago now, I just started feeling pretty miserable all the time. And it happened really fast. It was like the second after my 35th birthday, my body just was like, nope, see ya, I'm on vacation. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, and I couldn't figure out why. I was running half marathons and the training process, I was just so sluggish and I was gaining weight faster than I could do anything. It was unbelievable how fast everything changed for me. And I just, I couldn't find an answer and that just kind of sent me into sort of a, a dark hole for a little bit until my wife actually suggested that I see an integrative health doctor. And that was the person that kind of shifted my perspective because not to bash, you know, normal physicians, but I feel like they don't look at the problem the same way as someone like an integrative health doctor, which really wants to dive in and look how everything in your body is working together. And she was the one that kind of set me on this path. Yeah, I think traditional doctors, um, MDs don't get almost, they, they almost get no nutrition training in medical school. It's like, I have had many of them tell me it was four hours total over all of the years wow. of medical school. And so they just tend to not look at food or nutrition as medicine, right? They are taught pharma. That, that, is, that is what they are taught in medical school. So um, it's, it's, it's really wonderful when somebody can kind of unlock that potential of food as medicine. We know that in Eastern medicine, you know, thousands of years, uh, food has, has healed people. And it, it's interesting, I was in the airport yesterday and uh, the cover of Time Magazine has 100 disease-fighting foods and uh, 97 of them are plants. <laughs> I, I suggest for people to grab it because it is such a great deep dive on each one of the foods and why. And I, I learned stuff on the plane yesterday just reading it. You know, what's so funny about it too is when my doctor suggested that I try this, uh, we did all the tests, the blood work, and I, I did not come back lactose intolerant. I did not come back gluten sensitive, but she's like, you know what? Still try, we did the whole 30. So she was like, try not eating dairy for 30 days. Like just see what happens. And I have asthma and I've always just kind of, I don't know. I've just always thought it was a part of life. I'll tell you in those 30 days without dairy, my breathing got so much better. I was using my inhaler hardly ever during that month when before it was, 
at least, you know, one, two, three times a day, I would have to use it. And then I would go a week without even using it at all um, after ditching dairy. And it was amazing to me to see what a simple change in diet could do for my health overall. Yeah, it's 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 so cool to hear from I hear from different people every single day uh, on the effects of how much better they feel. And and most of the time it's a lot about breathing and the that dairy has exacerbated their asthma symptoms, even if they aren't lactose intolerant, because dairy is all animal foods are extremely inflammatory. You know, when we put uh, foreign uh, bodies, molecules into our body, uh, and that our body doesn't recognize it, mounts a defense system uh, and in the form of antibodies, and that creates an incredible amount of inflammation. Um, and chronic inflammation, as most people know, is the precipitous to a lot of diseases, heart disease, uh, type 2 diabetes, uh, different types of cancers. And so we're getting that inflammation out of our bodies and getting in phytonutrients and phytochemicals and antioxidants from plants that helps to mitigate that inflammation, right? Then it's it's just a game changer in, in how you're going to feel and how fast you're going to notice it like you. Speaking of game changers, I started making my my change about three to four months before the movie, The Game Changers, came out on Netflix. And, you know, I had some ups and downs. You know, I used to say I was more like 80-20 plants um, just because I, there were just days I was like, you know what, I just really want that cheeseburger. But then my doctor said, you got to watch this documentary on Netflix called The Game Changers. And that's actually where I was first introduced to you. And that was also, not to be punny, was a game changer for me. I was like, wow, look at all these people doing incredible things with the power of plants. Yeah, I think, you know, it's important when you make any kind of lifestyle change. I don't look at um, eating plant-based as a diet. I look at it as a complete mm -hmm. total lifestyle change. It's really important to um, kind of find your why. Right, because if you don't really have your why, if you if it's not because of something that's important to you, if it's your health, bringing your health back, you know, healing from a disease, reversing your type two diabetes, being able to breathe better, or if you really are concerned about the future of Mother Earth, if you're concerned about animal cruelty, and there's many many reasons to you know lean into an animal free diet, but I found that 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 people have a lot more success and really stick with you know it 95% of the time or 100% of the time if they have that why. So we I always really encourage people and we do at Switch for Good to to look for that why, know that why and it sounds like for you it was seeing some of the the, the world's best athletes uh thrive on a plant-based diet and then you're kind of like okay I can do this more than 80% of the time or I I want to now do this 80% yeah. of the time because I want to feel that good. It's helpful when you can see real life examples, especially people that you look up to. Like there were faces in the movie that I recognize, you know, and, and I'm like, wow, these are people that I know and I'm familiar with. And and this is what they do. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I want to replicate that. I want to bring that into my own life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it had that effect. It's it's um, it was that is my dog saying hello. That's OK. Uh, so what's up out there uh, from Yodi? <laughs> little chihuahua. Um, but it, it was, uh, it was, it was really great to see the impact um, that the movie had and is still having. And I think so many more people have seen it in the last months during COVID, right? Cause everybody's sitting home yeah. and, and flicking through Netflix. And so uh, gotten a lot of really positive feedback about just, you know, life changing steps that people have made. I want to talk more about your efforts to really spread this message out there because just chatting with you for these last few minutes uh, today, it's clear how passionate you are about this, but this was not always your life. I mean, this is still a relatively small portion of the history of your life. So how did we get here? 
Yes, no doubt. I grew up in the South. So I, for 35 years of my life, I ate everything, never really thought about it for five seconds, you know, just was just, I mean, it was the barbecue and brisket and Kentucky fried chicken, because that's where I grew up, you know, mac and cheese and all the fixings and just, you know, ate everything and uh, grew up also deeply uh, loving animals, had all sorts of animals, horses and dogs and cats and, and rabbits and hamsters and gerbils. And I mean, just, I just loved being with animals. And I had an epiphany one day that if I truly love animals of all kinds, it probably does not include eating them. That would just not be, you know, that is not run congruent with that way. So I uh, gave up eating animals and I was only, uh, I was about two and a half years out from Olympic Games, Olympic Games I which was in 2012. And I stood on the Olympic podium actually at about 39 and a half, the oldest uh, in history still in my discipline um, to even go to the Olympic Games. And, I really believe that those last couple of years of leaning into a plant-based diet, because it has such incredible uh, anti-inflammation properties that my recovery between efforts and my recovery between, you know, just day to day, uh, hard training uh, really was um, essential in helping me get to the podium as like basically a grandma compared to <laughs> all of my competitors. <laughs> was that your first trip to the Olympics as well? It was. It's yeah, pretty I, fascinating. I started cycling very late in yeah. life to 26. So it took 13 years, I guess. Yeah, about 13 years to get there. And um, so that was it. Yep. One stop shop, one <laughs> Olympics. My teammates had been to two others and then one went on to the next one. But yeah, I just had one one go and uh, but I'll take it. It was amazing. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. And I think it's a, such an amazing story, especially as you said, like you were the oldest person still in your discipline to stand on that medal podium. And, and, you know, people always see athletes tend to be younger. So it's like you're actually an amazing story, too, for a lot of people that maybe think, well, maybe I'm 32. Maybe I should hang this up. No, I mean, if you put the work in and find the right way to do it, you could be there, too. No, you really can't. I just didn't give up. I mean, basically, you know, in, yeah. in every sport at, at the elite level, you lose way more than you win, you know? So it's, if you just don't give up and just keep, just keep going, right. I just kept traversing like what's possible, what's possible, what's possible and kept going down the road. And then, you know, that was possible. So you had a, you turned into a life of eating plants and you went to the Olympics. And then after that, how does it become the passion for you to really dedicate your life to promoting this idea of plant-based and dairy-free diets? Oh, I just, I, I, I got so passionate about it as I was, you know, journeying uh, through changing my diet over. Uh, and so when I retired as an athlete, which was immediately, like, like I said, I was about 40. So like that <laughs> night I was I'm like, out. that's enough of that. <laughs> I'm out. Thank you very much for playing folks. Uh, so I just had this, deep desire to share how great I felt, to share how I got there, you know, and, and how, how much better I felt. And I had this deep desire just to share compassion and empathy and kindness and, and this, this worldview that I now had um, of understanding kind of what goes on behind closed doors in animal ag agriculture, um, understanding the pressure that animal agriculture is putting on our planet. Um, it is the second largest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions right behind fossil fuels. And the, the, the beauty of that is we have control over what goes on our plate. I don't personally know what to do about fossil fuels like right now today at lunch. I, I'm not, I mean, you know, I can join some organizations and, you know, pick it and whatever, but it's, it's not, 
I can't do something three times a day about that effect on the planet like I can with my diet. I'm making an active choice to um, decrease those those emissions by choosing a plant-based diet three, four, five times a day whenever I eat. And I was also really fed up with uh, milk using athletes to peddle their product to profit from knowing that it is extremely inflammatory. It's making a lot of people really sick uh, and it does not improve performance whatsoever. There's no data that shows that. Uh, and so I felt uh, just kind of this real spark in, in my soul that I, I wanted to stand up and, and tell the truth in regards to dairy. I had been, it had been pushed on me for so many years inside the um, U.S. Olympic training centers where I trained both in Colorado Springs and Chula Vista. Uh, dairy was almost sold to us as if it's the only, you know, food that, that you can recover yeah. off of. And I just wanted athletes, so many athletes were starting to, to, to make the change and feel so much better. And I just really felt like, you know, I was going to, I needed to be the one to, to stand up. So switch for good got started. It never really hit me, but when I was starting to run half marathons a few years back, uh, one of my trainers had said the best recovery drink after a half marathon is chocolate milk. And I remember finishing my first half marathon. I was dead to the world at the end of it. I was just so glad that I actually finished. And they handed me a chocolate milk when you crossed the finish line. I was like, this is what my trainer said. This is going to be perfect. And I drank it down and I felt miserable. I thought, what did I just do to myself? But it still never clicked in my head because like you said, the message has been pushed on us for so long that this is what you need to do. This is so good for your body. This is great for your bones and all of that, that you're sort of, you're brainwashed, you know, and it's hard to break that. You are, it's, it's important for us as consumers to think a little bit more critically, right? Like we, we don't question much. I never did. Now I'm learning so much about how much I need to question when I'm being sold something from the very people who would profit off of me buying it. Um, the milk industry spent $90 million last year alone on, you know, spreading this myth mm -hmm. that, that this is what you need. And the chocolate milk thing is just silly. I mean, they, they basically say it's a great recovery drink uh, a product because it has carbohydrates, protein, and fats, as do literally thousands of other foods. <laughs> so if you look, if you look deeper at all the ill effects that you're going to get with that, um, it's, it's really, it's, it's sad that, that that's being, that breast milk is being pushed on us as a recovery drink. I mean, it's, it's a little odd if you think about it, mm -hmm. that we don't continue breastfeeding our own mother's breast milk past the age of you know, three, four, five, uh, but that we then lean into another species breast milk <laughs> as adults. I mean, just that alone, if you just kind of process through that, it's like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Why would this be healthy <laughs> for us as adults? So. None of this makes sense. I don't understand it. Uh, no. So you dove in and you started Switch for Good. And I would love for you to talk more about what Switch for Good is all about. Well, it's here for uh, people who really want to know the full, the full story, the full truth, the full science behind dairy. Um, one of my uh, favorite, not really, but one of my favorite <laughs> studies that the dairy industry did uh, to try to prove that chocolate milk was a fantastic uh, recovery drink was in the sports of rock climbing and judo. And in a uh, proper study, you always have to have a control, right? Sure. What are you going to compare it to? Uh, so in this specific study, they compared chocolate milk to, wait for it, water <laughs> to prove that it was a, right. So it's, it, you, you always have to look deeper. And so a big part of what we do at Switch for Good is, is put forward uh, the, the science 
that they have put forth and, and look deeper into the studies and look past the abstract into, oh, what did they use as control? Oh, water. Okay. So, yes, something with calories will always beat out something without calories yeah, sure. um, as a recovery mechanism. So we're really focused at Switch for Good on education, on inspiration. We have about 450 athletes that are uh, behind the work that we do. Uh, we also focus on food policy and we focus on, uh, on scientific research. So we're doing research of our own uh, to uh, help us understand better um, the effect that many animal foods have on performance. I saw a couple of the athletes that you work with. One is uh, Heather Mitts, and I had such a crush on Heather Mitts years ago. I'm just going to put that out there. And uh, Nimai, <laughs> awesome. Nimai Delgado, am I saying his name right? He is a freak right, of nature right. in the best possible way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, yes, most definitely. He's in the Game Changers. Yes, so he if is. people want to watch that on Netflix, now that you've mentioned it, I think the, some of the listeners are going to want to check that out. And he's in there. Uh, really big, muscular, mm -hmm. burly dudes, right, or vegan in this in this film. So, yeah. Uh, you say policy too, that you work on policy. I'm not sure a lot of people know how deep, you know, the, the dairy and the meat industry go into politics as well. It's not just commercials you see on TV. It goes really deep into the way this country is run. Yeah. So meat and dairy is subsidized by our, our government in the United States to a great degree. Um, broccoli is not, you know, there's no big broccoli like there is you know, <laughs> big dairy uh, or big meat. Uh, I've been uh, told before in, in terms of, uh, you know, the cost of food, if you were to go to McDonald's um, and buy that Happy Meal, if it were not subsidized by the government, it would be about nine dollars. Wow. Uh, so it's you know, people don't see that, you know, and, and, it, and it's almost as if they are uh, trying to kill us and keep us sick because it's very apparent there's, there's, there's plenty of, of work that's been done to show. Um, even just from, from a saturated fat perspective, like let's keep it simple. America's number one killer is heart disease. About 650,000 um, Americans die every single year of heart disease. And uh, the biggest contributor to that is saturated fat and clogging our arteries. And meat and dairy, dairy specifically, is the largest contributor to saturated fat in Americans' diets. So they know, they, mm -hmm. they know that this is killing us and yet it's still uh, subsidized and, and, they're, and they're in those pockets. So the beauty is though that we have the power of the people, right? We, whatever we demand, whatever we purchase at the grocery store, whatever we buy, the demand is gonna rise for those products and drop for the other ones. So that's, that's the beauty, right? Is, is, is we, we have control over that. So purchase plants, purchase things that are gonna make you feel great and keep you healthy and, and ditch the rest. Well, the website, if you want to learn more, is switchforgood.org. That's switch, the number four, good.org. I was also on your YouTube page a little bit ago, and there's so much on there. I mean, amazing speeches, a ton of information, athlete testimonials. There's a ton of stuff on there that people can definitely uh, hear more about and learn more about this mission. But I'm sure that you run into a lot of people in your work that just say, you're crazy. Like, dairy is so good for us. You're nuts. Uh, how, do you, how do you fight back against that message from people that are just convinced they are set? Well, if somebody's really convinced and set and wants to, you know, fight about it, I just pretty much let them be. I mean, those aren't, those aren't you have to have to be with somebody that has an inkling of curiosity sure. where then I can, you know, help them down the road. And, you know, so often it's just um, switching one or two items out uh, like you did, right? You just kind of went down the journey and you started switching things out. And I just, just, just hold their hand and, and help to share with them um, 
you know, the positive effects and allow them to understand that we're not we're not trying to be perfect here, right? This is not, like I said, this mm -hmm. is not a diet, this is a lifestyle. So enjoy the journey and focus more on what you're going to put in instead of what you're going to take out in the beginning. Uh, so it's, it, it really is something that people have to desire to do just a little bit, right? Like the others, it's like, they'll, they'll, they'll eventually get there. But um, one thing that I meant to mention when you mentioned the YouTube channel is we, we, we have a podcast, a switch for oh, good, okay. and it's super, it's, it's doctors and superstar athletes and dietitians and nutritionists. And, um, it, it's every single episode is just a ton of info and Intel. So if people are listening, they're like, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Okay. I see the website, whatever. Um, I co-hosted alongside, um, Baywatch star, uh, for many, many years, Alexandra Paul. Okay. And she is, um, you know, a plant-based athlete and she's also a health coach. So that might be helpful for people to kind of tune into that and, and, and listen to some of the experts, uh, talk about it. We also have great chefs on there that, you know, teach you what to make. So it's fun. Well, I'll be checking it out for sure. We mentioned the website, YouTube podcast, anywhere else that people can go to find out more information. I think that's about it. That's good. <laughs> that covers all <laughs> the bases. Uh, uh, Dotsie Bausch, uh, Switch for Good executive director and founder, also Olympic silver medalist cyclist. Uh, seriously, I, I can't thank you enough for taking some time. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you. I'm such a fan of the work that you're doing. I, I can be someone that can testify here that's not a professional athlete, that's not someone on TV, that I made these switches myself, and it is night and day. I mean, the changes uh, have made me feel so much better. I'm just, I'm happier. I've got more energy. I just the days that I do cheat, if I make a mistake, I feel it like I know that what I just did was wrong. And it's it's an amazing thing to see how life is different without dairy and without all of the meat out there. So um, I can say it works. So hopefully people listening will check out more and, and maybe dive into this themselves. Yes. And I will be sure to tell Heather Mitz, known as Mitzi, that you said hi. <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, Heather Mitz used to play for the Philadelphia Charge. And uh, they were a women's soccer team way back when, but they played at Villanova University where I went to school. So uh, I went my, to school there. Did you really? No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I graduated in 03. So I'm, uh, I'm, I go back a little bit, I guess. <laughs> I go back further. So we'll just run right over that. <laughs> That's so funny. I had no idea. Wow. Um, but yeah, so me and a bunch of my guy friends, we all bought Heather Mitz jerseys and we went to every single home game that was played at Philadelphia oh my gosh, while she so was cool. there. If you, if you have one of those pictures, send them all. I talk to her all the time. She's a huge part of this campaign. She's in our PSAs that are coming out this summer on NBC. And she's, uh, oh, she's such a superstar. Huge thank you again to Dotsie Bausch from Switch for Good for joining me for episode 16 of the Be More Well podcast. And hopefully I didn't embarrass myself too much with Heather Mitz there at the end. Thank you to all of you as well for listening this week. Don't forget to follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. And also follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's Be More Well podcast. And on Twitter, it's just Be More Well. New episode coming for you next week. Till then, I'll catch you later.